Welcome to the Power of the Cross Radio. This is a sermon from Evangelist Betty Shaver of Beaver Dam, Kentucky. The message is titled, What, Who, or Where is Your High Place? Would you stand to your feet right now? We're going to go into the reading of God's Holy Word. We're going into 2 Kings, the 14th chapter, and we're going to read verses 1 through 4. The Lord laid a message on my heart not long ago, and uh, I said, now, Lord, I preached that for then, but the Lord spoke to my heart today that this is needed for the church, and I believe you'll get what I'm talking about. In the second year of Joash, son of Jehoahaz, king of Israel, reigned Amaziah, the son of Joash, the king of Judah. He was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Jehoram of Jerusalem. And he did that which was right in the eyes and the sight of the Lord, yet not like David his father. I tell you, some of us need to look back to our fathers and to those that have mentored us and those who have built the foundation under us and realize where we may be missing it. Come on. He wasn't like David, his father. He did according to all things that Joash, his father, did. Howbeit, the high places were not taken away. As yet the people did sacrifice and burnt incense on the high place. I want to speak to you tonight on what, who, or where is your high place. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for a freedom now. Now, Satan, I come against you in Jesus' name. I command you to lift all apprehension. We tear down every stronghold. This word shall go forth under the anointing of the Holy Ghost of God tonight. Ho, ho, Father, I pray in Jesus' name now that you give us freedom to minister. We'll give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. What, who, or where is your high place? I'm going to tell you something. I want to see souls saved as bad as anybody. I think it's wonderful when souls get saved. And we'll, you know, we put it out on Facebook and we put it out. Oh, so many got saved, praise God. And some of them got saved 15 times in the same year. And an evangelist will come by and about 15 of them will do it 15 more times. We've had enough preaching of the gospel to save the whole cotton-picking world. And I know that's not kosher. But I'm just about really weary of our churches trying to babysit backsliders and call lukewarm indifferent people and get them in and get them saved so we can say, Ooh, we had a revival. They got saved. They got saved last year. They got saved the year before. 
they got saved the month before and I'm not putting that down my friend but there comes a time you need to get out of the high place and get in shut in with God come on over and over as you read through the first and second kings we read the high places were not taken away every time a king came up it said nevertheless they did not remove the high places there still remain the high places how many of you know what the high places even were now don't don't raise your hand if you did or didn't did you know what they are how many of you really admit say i don't know what you're talking about sister betty you see, we need to get in the Word. The high places were those places of worship that God had not ordained for worship. The high places is where they went to give sacrifices to other gods. The high places is where they compromised what they believed. They were supposed to go to Jerusalem and, and sacrifice unto the Lord, but they built other places of worship that they didn't have to do what they had to do when they go to the temple. Those places of worship that God's children went to in place of going to the place where God told them to go. It was according to their timing. It was, oh, I can tell right now, this going over like a lead balloon in a cloud. It was their place of choosing. It was sacrificing the way they wanted to sacrifice rather than how God set it up at the very beginning. But he is the only king. He is the only one that's worthy to be honored and praised and worshipped. Oh, let me tell you. And when we come to sacrifice to him, it better be in order. The children of Israel with all the blessings of God had failed and lost the ark. When they lost the ark, they lost the anointing of the Lord. Don't tell me you can't backslide. Don't tell me you can't fool around and lose what God gives you. Don't tell me that God won't lift his hand off of you. Man, they come jumping and see we think if we got them jumping and we got them shouting and we got them singing and we got them doing all this, boy we got something rolling. They's doing that when they put the cart, uh, uh, a new cart out and put the ark on the wrong cart and I would to God that we churches would raise up out of the ashes of our lethargy and trying to make something happen and hear ye the voice of the Lord and go to the place of worship magnifying God God said if you return to me with your whole heart whew, put away your foreign gods I'll deliver you from your Philistines, which will be the enemy. What a message and a promise to us today. We got families living in the church that's so messed up. I just come out of 20-some years of pastoring. Thank God for deliverance. <laughs> it's the same ones that don't want to live right. They want to tell you what you're doing wrong. 
It's the same ones that sit Oh I feel God That sit in the same seat And fold their arms And say I'll worship God The way I want to I've got my high place I know what I want to do Nobody's going to tell me what to do God said when you turn to me With your whole heart And leave the things that don't please me Then Then Woo Never saw so much divorce in the church in all my life. Man, I've gone to one church and I looked over and I thought, well, they sitting with that one over there. Come, they're sitting with that one over there. What the? What's going on? And come to find out they both divorced one another and there's friends made married one another. Friends, oh my God, mercy. We're not going to see revival until we see cleansing. We're not going to see revival until we see worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. We're not going to see revival till we quit thinking revival lays on the shoulders of popular men and women. Oh God, let the priests of God put the poles upon their shoulders and walk through with the power and the anointing of the Lord so the church can have have a mighty move. Woo! Mighty move of God. Woo! In the process of wanting their own way, they said, we want a king. The prophet of the Lord declared against it. I said, the prophet of the Lord. You know what? People get so mad at preachers. Do you know who cut the head of the king off? The Amalekite king. Remember when God told Saul? See, some of you don't know because you ain't read it. You know, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm on the church of God, and I'm on my way to heaven. That's about all you know. <laughs> but God said, get rid of the Amalekites. They were the enemy. They were the ones that pulled the people away from God. Get rid of them, Saul. Get rid of every last one of them. When Saul took them over, he thought he'd, you know, we get so big for ourselves sometimes when we become preachers. We think we're real. We're Swiss stuff. We're the leader, bless God. We're the pastor. Yeah, and there's a lot of responsibility that goes with it too. Don't you forget that. And I tell you, Saul said, well, I, I, I didn't kill the Amalekite king because I, I, I wanted to prove, you know, he wanted, he wanted him for a trophy. He wanted to say, look what I've done. And Samuel, the prophet of the Lord, said, why did you save him? You were supposed to kill him. You were supposed to get rid of that one that's causing you the problem. Where's your high place? Who's your high place? Where's that place you protect? Do you know who cut his head off? It wasn't Saul. The prophet of the Lord cut the king's head off. Oh, you think I'm rough? Samuel cut his head off. But when Saul died, I don't know how I got into this. It's not my notes at all, but I'm going to preach it now. When Saul died, 
they come running to David saying, oh, he's dead, he's dead. And that little old Amalekite boy was so happy, brother, because he thought he'd done David a favor. And David said, who are you? He said, I'm an Amalekite. The very ones that Saul was supposed to destroy came running to tell of his death and gloat because he was gone. Let me tell you, there's some places you can hold for yourself. There's some things you can hold to yourself. There's some habits you can hold to yourself. There's some lies you can tell yourself. There's some conversations you can have for yourself. You think nobody sees it. You think nobody knows it. But God knows what goes on behind closed doors. Woo! Hallelujah! We want to be like everybody else. We want a king. Give us a king. We want one. And I'm going to tell you, God's not going to force. If God don't want me to do what I'm doing, he knows how to stop me. He's not going to do it unless he strikes you dead. Because he's waiting for you to make a decision. My, I feel the Holy Ghost. Woo, I probably will never be back this way again. I'm going to dump the load. Oh, hallelujah. He's waiting for you to yield to the Holy Ghost. You've been in church all your life. You've heard the gospel. You've heard it preached. You've had the Holy Ghost all over you. You've spoken tongues. You've danced in the spirit. You've shouted. And everybody knows where you go to church. But there's some high places that you've held for yourself that you're going to serve God the way you want to no matter what anybody says. God's not going to force us to be the people of God that we ought to be. He's not going to force America and its leaders to do what they ought to do. I don't care if you're Trump, Trump, whatever. I'm just telling you, we're in for a shaking. The Bible said everything that can be shaken will be shaken. He's not going to force our churches and our families to put him first. He demands you to, he asks you to, he gives you the word to, but he'll never ever force you to do what you ought to do. God and the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. After all of his blessings and his promises, if mankind will follow him, it's a choice to put him first. Well, I think maybe God wants me to preach. You can't preach until you live it. I get so sick of everybody that gets up and makes a noise in church. Oh, they're called to preach. We got young people right now. I know young people personally are scared to death to come to church because they got blessed and someone else told them they were called to preach and they won't come back to church because they don't want to preach and they're not even called. But they think somebody else called them. So come on. God still talks to people. God still reveals himself to people. God's still concerned with where you live every day in your life. This is a lifestyle. This is not just an event that we go to. This is not just a district meeting. This is not just a special something. This is a call from God saying, tear down your high places. If your high place is a thing... Get rid of it. If your high place is a place, move it. If your high place is a person that don't belong in your life, get them out. 
brought him up out of the land of Egypt and he made a great nation and he blessed them in the presence of their enemies. Yes, he did. And all they had to do is make him their only God. Why is it so hard to serve one that's so good to us? Why is it so hard to just give all out to you? You know why? We want our own way. We're foolish. We're selfish. We want what we want. We're going to change God's word to fit our lifestyle no matter what we think. You better move that high place. You better tear it down. It's a picture of our own American country. If God remained the front and center, we were blessed and prospered. You say, well, we are now. Well, you just get ready. There's a storm on the forefront. But like Israel... God is not enough. Everybody talks about heaven ain't going. Everybody that says Jesus isn't saved. Even the devils believe and tremble, you know. Come on. At this time, they begin to worship other gods. And they set up what was called the high places. Places that they could go to and worship when they wanted to. I said, when they wanted to. They didn't have to travel as far. They didn't have to take up their time. And that they could either do that or just not go and worship at all. Sound familiar? Sound familiar to your life? Come on. All the way through the book of Samuel and Kings. Over and over. I'm skipping over some of this because y'all think I'll preach all night. God came through for the battles for his children. He did. And he's come through for you in this place. He's lifted you up out of places that nobody else could have lifted you up out of. You've promised, and I, I said this yesterday, and I mean it here. God, if you'll heal the baby. God, if you'll raise the dead. God, if you'll give me a job. God, if you, if you, if God, I'll make a deal. Well, you ain't going to deal with God. He already made the deal when he sent Jesus, his only begotten son, to die for you on the cross of Calvary. The deal is made. You're going to come his way or not at all. They'd cry and they repent. And the king would return to God. Because when we get in trouble, that's what we do. We think nobody's going to find out. Nobody's going to find out if we've slipped and give in. You got your high place. You need to remove it. Because when the high places of other things are removed and God becomes first, the power of God begins to move in the lives of the people. But they wouldn't give them up. They wouldn't give up worshiping their own way. They wouldn't teach their children the old paths. I won't live... And I say this a lot. I want to live in such a way that if somebody came and told you, Sister Betty just cussed you out, my son and my son and my daughter and my grandchildren and my little my littlest littlest grandchild say, Not my nana. You're not talking about my mama. 
You're not, oh, God, give us men and women of God. that still walk upright before the Lord and when they walk down through the quarters of this world and through the aisles at Walmart and someone gets your parking place you don't do what you'd like to do and tell them off but you smile and say you can have it we hope this message is a blessing to you we need your help to continue and grow this radio ministry go right now to GrenadaChurch.com and click on Donate. Fill out the secure form. Using your debit or credit card, give the generous amount God has purchased on your heart. The Word tells us that as we bring our tithes and offerings back to His storehouse, watch God open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing you cannot contain. Now, back to the message. You see our body language and how we treat one another, how we talk to one another. And that sometimes is our high places we think because we teach Sunday school, bless God, we can tell everybody off. No, we can't. I'm the pastor. Oh, I'm sorry, pastor. I can tell you what for. Uh Uh-uh. The shepherd loves the sheep. The shepherd will lay down his life for the sheep. I don't know what you've done, but I'm sure you've done just like I've done. I've walked the floor at night. I've cried. My husband would say, Betty, you're going to kill yourself. You're letting it worry. I said, no, they're killing me. They're, they're breaking my heart. They don't know what they're doing. God's going to send judgment. They're going to lose out with God. They're going to lose the blessings of God. And somebody has to stand in the gap. Somebody has to pray the prayer somebody has to weep the tears somebody has to carry the load what about those high places that we fail to give up what is it that we declare will not change in our minds no matter what there's people sitting right here and I'm going to look down here that you've said I don't care what they say in that church I don't care what the preacher preaches. He can read every scripture in the book that goes with it. I'm not changing. And God's looking for the remnant. You see, I I want souls to be saved. But they're not going to be really saved and changed until the church gets revived. Until the church gets back on fire with the power of God. God wants us, you see. I need him, but he wants me. That's the difference. He doesn't need me. He just wants me. Woo, isn't that awesome? But I need him, and he wants me. He wants to bless us. He wants to heal us. He's all that we need. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. Some of you men talk to your wives like a redheaded stepchild at a homecoming. And some of your wives do the same. You know what my motto is, brother? Our motto is they gave me a plate when I retired from pastoring. It sits on my kitchen counter. If it's not right at home, it's not right at church. 
You can shout here. You can teach here. You can preach here. You can do all kinds of things here. But if you go home and there's nothing but chaos and confusion and fighting and spewing and sputtering, you're not going to have the blessings of God. Remove that high place. Woo! Thank you, Lord. That's good preaching, Sister Betty. See, all that he ever asks is that we just love him. When you love somebody... It's not hard to serve them. Before my husband died, I was having to help him do everything. It was like nursing home care. It was my pleasure. I'd do it all over again. Never one time did I look up to God and say, how come you dealt me this deal? Because when I was only 18 and we married, he said, I'll back your ministry. I'll back what you do for God. And he did. Travel with me, sent me places, done things. And I'll tell you what, it was a pleasure to wash his feet. It was a pleasure to serve him. It was a pleasure to wait on him. Oh, yes. When you love somebody, it's a pleasure to serve the Lord. It's a pleasure, it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure to say, God, I love you. You know, I often said, I'm not going to do preaching like this anymore. I'm not going to be going. I'm not going to be doing. And God said, yeah, there's some places you could go. i got about six months ahead of me where I'm going somewhere. I don't know what God's doing with this old woman, but I know one thing. I removed my high place. Whatever you want, Lord, you can have it. He's all we need. I like this about God. He knows we're not perfect. And nor could we ever be. <laughs> That's why he sent Jesus. When you point at the preacher, or you point at the leader, or you point at the teacher, you point at somebody else, just remember you're not perfect either. He said, I know that you're just dust. Hallelujah. And so he gives us correction like this. Women, be keepers of your home. Now you're going to think I've really gone to meddling. Somebody can't walk through your house and wade through, and you don't cook, and you don't clean, and you don't scrub the toilets. Come on. Bible's against that. Get out of your high place. Ain't no need in me being up here if I don't do what I ought to do at home. Oh, I never heard nobody preach like that. Listen, we need to preach the word. Husbands, love your wives. As Christ loved the church in so much that he died for it. You haven't known a love till you've lived with someone that'll die for you. I tell you, it's awesome. Wives, submit yourself to your own OWN husband. We've got high places in our church that people say things and do things that we never, ever one time would ever do. 
and it's taken away the holiness of God and the Holy Spirit has come in. He is offended. He is offended. He comes into our churches and they're like play parties. But when they came to the Holy When they came to the holy place, they left the high places. They tore them down. They came to the holy place. They came in honor. Now, I know we were talking last night. A lot of people don't understand me. That's all right. I love you anyway. But the first time someone knocked me in over in an altar service, I got to reading the word of God. There's things that we do that are not biblical. We got our high places in the church. Line them up and knock them down like cordwood. If the Holy Spirit lets you down, that's one thing. But I'm here to tell you, my friend, there is an anointing. A precious, holy anointing that comes down upon flesh and changes their attitude, changes everything about them, will even change the, the, their, their countenance. So yes, uh, and it's a holy thing. I've been in services where I was almost afraid to move, afraid to say anything, afraid to do anything because the holiness of God was so strong. And then God, then God began to move. Oh, hallelujah. Through the congregation touching people right where they were sitting. I was in a service one night and I had my eyes closed and I looked up and there was nobody in their seats. I thought the rapture had took place and I had got left. I'm serious. Like that scared me to death. They were all flat on their face in the floor. Every one of them out of their seats. Because of the anointing. Whew. But you won't experience that if you think you're going to compromise the high place with the worship place. So we have high places of human error in our churches. Many of our leaders have turned from the anointing that breaks the yoke. <laughs> We want popularity acknowledgement. Sometimes our very own organization becomes a high place. I went to hold a revival for a man in Chicago. He said, took me back in his office. He said, now, here's what's come in for you and here's what's come in for the church. And I need for you to go out there and tell those people. Because if Betty Shaver tells those people so-and-so, they'll do so-and-so. I said, you got the wrong person. I said, i tell you what you do. You take what come in for me and you put it with the church. And I'll go home and be happy. And you put that in your treasure and you just be blessed. He used that. He went out and said, you wouldn't believe what this woman did. She said she'd give up her offering for our church. And that church was just booing and bawling. He used that as a card. We don't have to have things to draw people to have them do things for God when God gets in it. You hear me? We back off from what we know to be real and true because of high place positions. 
got a phone call one day, said, Sister Betty, if you'd be willing to leave your family and your church and your kids, if you weren't so family-oriented, you're one of the big shots at that time. Oh, y'all were looking at me like deer in headlights. <laughs> said, you could go places. Boy, you could, you could have some things. You, you could really be an evangelist. I said, God didn't give me my family for someone else to raise. My children are saved and in the gospel and living for the Lord. And they'll tell you they never needed their mama, that she wasn't there. And they love the church. And they love God. Ministry can become our high place, brethren. You hear me? Oh, God, help me, Jesus. This is not in my notes, but I'm going to preach it. Ministry can become your high place. Don't let it be. It doesn't come before your family. It doesn't come before your children. I've had ministers say, if I don't preach, I'll go to hell. Well, go ahead. I can not preach another thing. I'm going to heaven. I don't preach for my soul's salvation. Jesus died for that. I preach because I'm going to obey the Lord. But I don't have a high place up here saying, it's got to be me doing this. It's, I want my high place to be saying, God, it's got to be you doing this. We don't want to be left out. We don't want to be different. Everybody's going that way. Everybody's got a king. Everybody else has one. We fight over songs on the floor and on the wall. We fight over songs that are, well, I forgot what they call them now, but old and new. Don't make me do it. I learn them. I like them all. I can sing, make a noise to the Lord. That's all he requires, make me a joyful noise. We'll fight and quarrel and where we sit. Come on, folks. But here is the real kicker. Here's where it makes it real. Son, daughter, give me thine heart. That's what he's saying. He don't want just your talent. You're not going to be... You, you, you're not going to go to heaven just because you can play good music. You're not special just because you can sing good. You're not going to be blessed and rewarded just because we can preach well. There's people that can out-preach me ten to one. Sing and play and all. I ain't got no horse in that race. doesn't have anything to do with it. You're going to be rewarded for your faithfulness. You're going to be rewarded for giving your heart to God. Your wives, you're going to be rewarded for being the wives that you ought to be and the mothers you ought to be. Let me tell you, I love to preach on Mother's Day because, boy, I tell you, we need some mothers that need to know how to be mothers and dads how to be dads. But we've got our high places set up. Sometimes our high place is a person, young people, if he tells you he loves you, he loves you, he loves you. Come on, come on. Everybody's doing it. If it feels good, do it. You look at him and tell him, my high place is in the Lord. Come on. Because if everybody's doing it, it must not be much. God does special things. God does great things. I'm not pointing my fingers and judging you tonight. I'm really not. 
I'm just hungry for a mighty move of God. Some of you sitting in this building have danced in the spirit, spoke in tongues, been slain in the floor. Praise God. God is healed. God has done miracles. But you've got all elite now. And you don't do that anymore. God starts to get on you and you shut him down. We become our own high place. Come on. I'm ready to tear down the places, the people, and the things that come against my life first because I want his approval. Oh, my God. Do you want his approval tonight? I want to walk worthy of him. And I don't know about you, but I, I sat in this service tonight and we were singing, I exalt thee, I exalt thee. Sometimes they say, you want to sit... I'm not picking on you, brother. I, I got there early Sunday. I'm sorry. But sometimes they'll take me into a room and they want me to sit in that room all through the service. I say, what in the world are you doing? I'm not no high and mighty something. I got to get out in that service. I got to worship God. Sometimes when I'm sitting right over there worshiping, I turn around and look and God points out somebody in a service and speaks to me. It says they need the Lord. And that happened tonight right back there. The lady in the blue, you was a weeping. <laughs> weeping. Stand to your feet right now. Stand up, honey. God's going to take care of it. <laughs> you say, I don't even know her. I don't have to know her. Aren't you afraid? No, the Holy Ghost is never wrong. He, whoo, there's something that Joseph's good to you. I taught about Shandalabaya. Just raise your hands right now. Come on, pray with her. Quit gawking and googling around. Just, just say, pray. Oh, God, whatever it is that she's believing you for right now, <laughs> whoo, right now, in the name of Jesus, turn it around. Turn it around. I don't even know her, but I looked back tonight and God was all over her. And I said, God, and God said, she's seeking me. This is what God does. This is what God, stand to your feet. Musicians, I want you to play something softly. You see, God's children of Israel, they loved the Lord. They did. They believed God, but they held some things to themselves. for themselves you know why we don't have revivals like we used to because this kind of preaching is not popular this don't tickle people's ears this don't entertain people they want you to sing them happy joke them happy entertain them happy and we're like oh aren't they just wonderful well I'm going to tell you something I want you to make it I want you to make it do you want to make it you know your life. You know where you're at. You know what gives you the problem. You know what turns the tide in your life. Come on. You know what you're battling. There's people right here tonight. You've been battling. You've been battling, battling. You've been battling. Where am I going to go to church? Where am I going to be faithful? What am I going to do? Where am I going to go? What am I? Listen, it's time you get an answer from the Lord. Well, every head bowed, every eye closed, and I want you to step out right now in the name of Jesus to this altar.
if you want God to bring divine direction to you. I can't bring it, but God can. We're going to tear down the high places tonight. If you've got some high places, some things that you're holding for yourself, maybe some decisions that you need to make, and you've put it off, I want you to step out right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today on the Power of the Cross Radio. Help keep the message of the cross going out across the world by going right now to GrenadaChurch.com and helping us with your generous gift. At GrenadaChurch.com, you can also participate in our interactive prayer page. Just click on prayer and submit your request or help us intercede for others. If you have questions or comments, email us at info at GrenadaChurch.com. May our God bless you, keep you, and we pray you have a wonderful day.